Happy Tuesday! My name is Nick. My name is Alan. And welcome into, into the, the dungeon. We find ourselves back in the lighthouse where Shrew Shrubberies, a.k.a. Bernie's Bonsais, have sent Moesco to sleep with the fishes. <laughs> They've been taking a short rest, deciphering the letter that they found in the desk downstairs, almost entranced with the sound of heavy rain and thunder outside, accompanied by the rhythmic pulse of that heartbeat. And just to remind the listeners, Fenner is still... A fat peasant, not a fat pheasant, Al. Understood. And Shrew is now a crazy ballhead with a new chain to add to his collection. Cementing my place as El Kijomas brother. Indeed. And so you guys find yourselves within the stairwell at the level of the terrace. There's one floor above you where the sound of this beating heart is ever louder. So I stand up and dust myself off a bit more. Well, I think we've rested quite enough. Let's let's get up and and continue searching. Uh, I wonder if Sister Garel is still in this lighthouse. Let's let's go and check it out. And with that, I start walking up the stairwell, checking for traps. I don't want to fall down again like last time. So going slowly, quietly, and checking for traps. Let's get the first rolls of the night out of the way. Roll me an investigation. I'll say with advantage because you're. You've, you've triggered a few traps in this place, so you're extra vigilant. Good. Oh, we see Al's got his makeshift dice roller again. Yeah, my dice tower. Big boy delivers. 17. Roll for stealth. Here we go. That's with that advantage, due to my boots of elven kind. Very useful boots. I forget where I found them. Falcon gave them to you as a gift. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, and now roll for Fenner and Favian. You begin your ascent of this winding spiral staircase. The sound of the heartbeat getting louder as you approach the summit of the stairwell. You find yourself now in front of a door. You can see that it's got a doorknob in the center and a small keyhole to the side. As you're searching for traps, particularly focusing on this door, you notice that there seems to be something some sort of alteration to the mechanism, which again, when twisting the doorknob in the direction you'd expect, seems to be this thin wire making its way down towards the stone tile that you guys are standing on now. Aha! I have found a devious trap right here below us. Move, move away. Do you know what you're doing, Shrew? Yes. Instead of turning the way it's supposed to go, we turn the opposite way. But stand away from this area. So I kind of usher them to the sides so that they're not standing where I think the trap would open if I get it wrong. Okay. And judging by the last trap, I want to turn this the opposite way it would normally go. Okay, as you start to turn the, the handle, you notice that the door's locked. Hmm, no worries. 
I think I've got the key just for this. This must be Moe's room. And I take the key I found on Moe's body out of my pocket and insert it very slowly into the keyhole. Slide straight in. Unlocks. Here it is. And I try and turn it again. To the right, yeah? To the way that you would not normally open the door. Okay, yes, that's all right. So yeah, you manage to open this door. You find yourself now at the pinnacle of this lighthouse beacon. You can see that it's partly open to the elements as the wind and rain start whipping into you now. This pinnacle is surrounded by a narrow walkway topped by an iron railing with three open archways allowing the beacon's pulsating light to spill westward over the sea. As you step out onto this balcony, the light is so bright that you find yourself having to squint and look away from where the beacon is. Oh, true. Is it safe to go through? Yes, it's as safe as it's going to get, I, I believe. I carry on going through. And just be aware, the, the light you might have noticed already is quite bright. Perhaps don't look at it directly, it might hurt your retinas. What's a retina? Oh, you have a lot to learn, young Fabian. As you're looking now, and getting your bearings at the top of this lighthouse, you're able to discern that this beacon, sort of looking at it out of the corner of your eye and shielding your your eyes, particularly with the goggles of the night on, you sort of lift them gently so that it's not amplifying the, the light. And you realize that floating five feet off the air is this heart which appears to be ten times the size that you would imagine for a, a creature the size of Moesco. And with every pulse of the heartbeat, it's emanating this strong green light out to sea. I believe we need to take care of this heart if we are to stop the menace of this lighthouse. Fabian, why don't you do like we did back there in the trees? In the winter forest, where we found all those hearts. And this time, try to hit the heart. With my sword or my bow? No, no, your bow. Don't get close to it. We we don't know what it's gonna do. Okay, everybody uh, stand back then. Mm. And with that, Fabian draws his bow and an arrow. He's squinting and looking away from the heart. The rain, the wind making it difficult to aim, particularly with this blinding light. I'm going to ask you to roll for an attack then, with disadvantage. And that's a total of ten. So similar to when he was taking that killer shot at Moesco, he's squinting his eyes, almost half looking over his shoulder, his windswept and soaking hair, also making this a particularly tricky shot. He's holding his breath, he's timing with the heartbeats, and he just manages to time it perfectly with one of the lights, with one of the beacon's pulses, so that it's precisely when the light's off, boom, his arrow hits true into the center of the heart. Roll for damage. Okay. Total of six damage. So with this arrow now embedded in the heart, it starts pulsating faster and faster, as the light starts blinking faster and faster as well. And you're hearing the cries of the harpies outside, the scouring for the next meal. What a shoe shop he's doing. Fabian is going to have another shot at it. So again, Fabian's concentrating, takes a deep breath. He knows where the target is now. He times his shot again. The second arrow hits the heart. And this time the beating stops. And the heart collapses to the floor in a bloody mess. The light of the beacon is now gone. I want to go up to the heart and examine it a bit. Does it seem like humanoid heart or animal heart and... Has it shrunk when it's fallen to the floor, or has it stayed the same size? It's the same size. It looks like a humanoid heart to you. 
but it's about ten times the size of what you would have expected it to be. Okay, I want to carry it for now. Okay, so you scoop up this bloody mess of a yeah. hot. Disgusted, but I do, so yeah. What on earth are you doing, Shrew? I don't really know, but I am not comfortable leaving this heart here. I think we should burn it. I think we should throw it to the harpies. Perhaps they'll leave us alone. Hmm. That's a good idea. Do we see the harpies from here? Yeah, you can see them flying around the distance, presumably searching for the next meal. Are we over the nest from where we are? You can see it, yeah. I shout out to them, Harpies, we have a delivery for you. We bring some food. And I fling the heart over onto the nest. Okay, roll me a d20. And add your dex to it. 20 total. Oh, nice. Yeah. Whew. Like a three-pointer. You hear nothing but net. Swoosh. As it swooshes into the nest. Nice. Have they seen it? They've heard something falling towards the nest and they've started scurrying that way. I want to stay there, see if they eat it up. After a minute or so of them inspecting it, you see them tearing into it. Good. I want to take some time to explore this area here. I'm still looking for a book, if I remember correctly, for Halia. And also a wand, I, I believe it was. Yeah, she said it was on the ship with oh. Sister Grell. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So perhaps one of the shipwrecks outside. Can I see over the ledge? Do I see the shipwrecks from here? Yeah, you do. I wouldn't have any indication if any of these belonged to Sister Grell. No, the only things that are sticking out of it are the, the masts. Okay. And up here, there doesn't seem to be anything else, right? No, there doesn't seem to be anything of interest. Okay. I assume I've visited all the rooms here in the lighthouse? The rooms that you know, having walked around, you've entered them all. Yeah, so I kind of have a feeling that I've searched all the lighthouse already. Well, it appears we are out of luck, Fenna. Sister Gerald doesn't seem to be here anymore. Well, that letter you, you read us earlier said something about the Circle of Thunder. Yes, yes, I know that much, but I was hoping that perhaps Moesco hadn't had a chance to get rid of her and send her that way. I was hoping she would still be here. I fear that those drag marks we found downstairs mm, yes. were probably her being shipped off. Probably. I just want to check them again if I... If I can see the drag marks coming out of the actual lighthouse, let's go downstairs. Having made your way downstairs, you're now looking out over the causeway that links the outcrop to the beach. You're having a look to see if there's any drag marks, but the rain has been falling so heavily and continues to fall heavily. There are any signs or any footprints or marks now long gone. But do I see, before I exit the actual lighthouse, from the room where I saw those manacles and the drag marks, do I see more drag marks coming outside of the room and towards the exit of the lighthouse? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, it seems safe to assume that Sister Garel is no longer here. Fena, this is grave news indeed. We only have, what, six, seven days? Seven, but we need to rest tonight. Yes. Think of the six... I don't want to be a rat true. I know, neither do I. How, how long till we get to the Neverwinter Woods? To around where the manse was? Have you got a... Have you got that map with you still? Yes, yes, but that was more of a area around the woods. It, it doesn't really give us a distance. Hmm, but I, I think it was close to Falcon's Lodge. Yes, yes. Well, the manse was close to Falcon's Lodge too. It's all kind of in the same area. But how long do you reckon? Was it five days that we took last time? No, we took less, but 
we're further away now, so mm. I th- I think it will be about five days. So not a day to spare. A day to spare to find Sister Garel, hope she's alive, rescue her from the orcs, and then hope she has a cure. Well, I'm confident she will. Yes, so am I. We work better when the odds are stacked against us, and this is no different. Let's get going. And I start walking down the... Are we resting here, Shrew, or are we no, no, resting no. in the cave? Let's rest in the cave with our good friend Sebastian and her owner, or friend, or whatever she was, and... His master. Master, and... Yeah, let's pick it up from there. And I walk down the causeway towards the cave. You find yourself now at the entrance of this cave, being drenched again as you come in. It's starting to feel the cold. Your bodies are shivering and aching now, after your fight. Welcome back! Did you manage to find the conch? Yes, yes, as a matter of fact, we did. And I present the conch. But I don't hand it over quite yet. Tell me, though, once I give this back to your master, do your powers disappear? I don't know, but it will set her spirit to rest. Hmm. I won't be able to talk to you anymore. Potentially. That's not good. Shall we go retrieve the treasure you told us about first, or after I give you the conch back? Well, the conch isn't for me. Well, you know. But yes, I promise you a treasure, and a treasure I will bring you. Wait, wait, wait. Are you going now? Well, yes, I'll scuttle off into the, the shipwrecks. It's a bit dark. Well, it's dark under the water anyway. I want to go with you. You're going to swim with me? Yes. Now. <laughs> now, should I turn into a shark? Or into a fellow crab like you? Do you get bothered by these sharks a lot? Well, if you stick to the rocks and the, the shipwrecks... Shouldn't be an issue. But perhaps a shark is not the wisest idea. They may see you as a threat. Large sharks swimming around that they don't know. They might see me as a brother. Oh, sure. Perhaps a threat. Or perhaps a brother. <laughs> no, no, okay. Well, you, you are the one that knows the wilds best. No, no. You're right, you're right. I'll turn into a funny little crab like you here, Sebastian. And I shapeshift into Sebastian, but obviously with a... Red moustache. <laughs> the red moustache sort of blending into your red crustacean form now. Yeah. Follow me! It starts scuttling off. What's your crab name? My crab name is Shrew Crab. Like a shoe crab, but it's a shrew crab. I don't know. You, you t- I named you Sebastian. Why don't you name me something? It'll be an honor. Oh yes, I've got a good name for you. Takar. Takar. I like it. Yes, yes. Particularly as we're searching for treasure. Yes, yes, leading me to those shiny things. So facing towards the outcrop from the, the cave you're in now with Sebastian, you've got two choices. You can either go to the left of the outcrop, which is the shorter path towards the shipwrecks, but would take you directly underneath the harpy's nest, or you can go the, the longer way round, which is to your right. Well, I ask Sebastian, which way do you reckon is the safest? You're familiar with these waters, I imagine? Mm, yes. Normally I would avoid the harpies. They seem to be occupied at the moment. Well, well, I don't know how long that will last. When they see two succulent crabs swimming below their nest, perhaps they'll come down and swoop us out. Let's go the long way. Just okay. in case. If, if that's normally the, the way you would go, then let's just take the, the long way. Very well. So yeah, give me a, a roll for stealth, and I'll roll for Sebastian. 
You're swimming now through these dark, murky waters. You're swimming very cautiously. This is the first time you've shapeshifted into anything that can swim since you were a frog back on Butterskull Ranch. Which technically I shouldn't have turned into. (laughs) (laughs) But oh well, whoops. You're sticking to the rocks under the water, you know, going in between the seaweed. And suddenly you hear like a... As you, you look to your right and you see... Sebastian sort of panicking, swimming towards you with his claws sort of <laughs> waving above his head. Hi. Well, what's wrong, Seb? Is everything okay? I'm assuming you're both speaking crab here now. Yeah, yeah, He sort of points behind him with his claws. And you, you see that he's been startled by bits of Moesco that are still floating around <laughs> in the water. Oh, oh no, don't, don't worry. That's the, the beast we took care of in the lighthouse. Hopefully it won't attract any... Any sharks? Oh, well, it looks like they've had their feast on him already. Mm, good, good. They've moved on then. Oh, I hope so. No, no, no. Low, lower your voice. Lower your voice. Let's not attract anything we don't want to. Just caught me a bit off guard. Mm, it's okay. you know, not every day you find bodies floating around in the sea. No, no. I, I presume not. Although, around the shipwrecks there are a few lost souls. Then you literally do find the bodies. <laughs> but not torn to shreds here outside of the shipwrecks. Yes, yes, yes. It was thrown off guard. No worries, no worries. Now, let's let's get back to it. Which ship is the one you're taking me to? Well, there's a, a number of ships. Mm. Can we scour them all? I actually have something I'm looking for myself. I don't know if you've perhaps come across it. A book and a wand. Hmm. Hmm. Quite possibly. Yes. There was a ship that was sunk not too long ago. Yes, yes, yes. That one. Lead me to it, please, Sabi. Of course, Tikan. There seems to be a theme here with shoe swimming and body bits floating in, in the bodies of water. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> the hand in the pond in Butterskull Ranch. Yeah. So, after a short swim round, you find yourselves now in the shipwreck. You recognize the name on this written in common. Which says the star-crossed lover. Did Halia give me that name? No. Okay, so how do I recognize? Oh, these guys are... No, because it's written in common. Oh, uh, <laughs> sorry, I thought you meant I had recognized the... No, you recognize the... Sorry, the, I didn't describe that. You, you read the name star-crossed lover. The name Halia gave you was the orca. The orca, true. Yeah, yeah. you asked if she had come down on a whale. <laughs> yeah, 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 no. It's coming back to me. <laughs> No, 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 this is not it. I'm looking for a ship called the Orca. Yes. Well, I can't read. Mm, true. It's okay. What do we have in this shippy? So you want to search round then? Yes, of course. Okay, I was going to say no to free loot. I'll keep I'll keep an, uh, an eye out for the sharks. Mm, very well. Very well. I'll do the scouring. Okay, roll a investigation. That's a ten. So you spent some time scuttling around find a couple of skeletons, the odd gold coin strewn across the seabed. You don't see anything that draws your attention beyond that. No wands, no book. I swim up to Sebastian again. Sebi, Sebi, you told me there would be treasure here. I, I find nothing. Well, there's four other shipwrecks. Hmm, let's go then. Continue to make your way to the next shipwreck, which is almost side by side to this one. You see the name, the Sea Urchin, mm. written on it. This is not the one either. This is the sea urchin. Do you want to search this one too? Or of course, of course. Sebi, you should know me by now. Well, uh, I'll keep watch again. 
Yes, please. Be careful whilst you're searching. No worries, no worries. Okay, so give me a investigation then again. Twelve. So as you're swimming round, you find this chest with a starfish clinging onto it. You can see that it was locked, but with the impact of it sinking, the hinges seem to have been cracked a bit. And as you're looking through, you see the shine of something blue inside. Mmm, shiny. And I use my pincers to crack it open, the chest. I want to pick up whatever's inside. Okay. You find in your claws now nine-inch blue quartz statuette of a mermaid. Hmm. Mm, yes, yes, this looks pretty good. This pretty, yes, 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 yes. And I, I I, don't know how I would stash this as a crab. Do crabs have, like, you know, can crabs put things in their mouth and carry it? Or how does a crab work? Well, you sort of have to hold on to it if I, I gather and carry sure. on swimming. It's going to be awkward. Okay, I do that. Look, Sebi, look what I found. A little mermaid. It's beautiful. Hmm, yeah. You now find yourself in front of another shipwreck. This one seems to have been here even longer. You can tell that because of the number of barnacles that are stuck to, to the hull. And the state of the wood as you're swimming through, you find this little break in between the, the sides of the ship, which you note as you're swimming in, reads the vainglory. Mm, Captain Vane. I see, I see. Okay. As you're swimming around, again you find a number of coins strewn across the floor. The odd, long rusted weapon. Bones here and there, but your eyes are drawn to this particular skeleton, leaning against the ship's wheel. You note that, whilst everything else seems to have rotted around him, this cloak is intact on his shoulders. Well, that's a sign of a magic item if I've ever did see one. Come here, cloaky, and swim up to the cloak. Very carefully with my pincer, my free pincer, remove it. So as you're now close enough to grab this cloak, you notice that it's exquisite got this cream hood with golden embroidery all around it. The shoulders as well are of the same cream colour. They seem to have these shoulder pads jutting out from the sides. And earlier is this part also adorned by a golden embroidered edge. It's also got what appears to be these magnificent eagle-like feathers branching out from it as the rest of the cloak droops down in a deep purple. Oh, this cloak is doing things to my body that I have never experienced before. Hmm. How are we going to get that back? Well... You already have a... Do you want me to carry the... That thing in your hand? Yes, yes, yes. You carry this the mermaid quartz thingy and I'll... I'll wear the cloak. Yes. As a crab? Well, why not? So is Takar wearing this cloak then? Yes, yes. I'd like to put it around me and, and wear it. So you shimmy into it, whew, like magic. It adapts to your crab size and crab form. So you're now this giant red crab with this magnificent cloak with feathers and purple drapes. Nice. Magnificent. What a crab. To car the magnificent. Well, well, look at me. I'm so shiny. You're dazzling like a diamond in the rough. Yes, yes, yes. Strut your stuff, strut your stuff. And I start, like... Like a crab would do from side to side, like, with my pincers. <laughs> As if they were castanets. Yeah. Look at me, Sebi. Speaking of which, the, the name I had intended was not Takar. It's actually it was supposed to be a reference to a cartoon. It's a Tamatoa. Tamatoa. <laughs> well, I'm Takar from now Takar, on. yeah. 
from where you are, you can see that there's two more shipwrecks. And as you start swimming towards the next one, you see the silhouette behind it, and then another. You're focusing your eyes at the unmistakable shape of a hunter shark. Oh shit! Oh, oh, we, we should be careful! Yes, if Dagamo is here, he'll have us for his dinner! Oh, who's, who the fuck is Dagamo? Why didn't you mention him before? It seems like a very menacing name. I did tell you. When? I told you he would happily rip your head off. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I was more concerned in Moesco at the time. You're right. You're right. Okay. Lalo, get 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 down into the shipwreck. I'm sure that Dagamore will be fat enough that he can't fit through the little holes. Follow me. I swim down towards the shipwreck. Okay, so you managed to find this little hole. You scuttle through. You're now inside the Golden Gull. The Golden Gull. I'm going to ask you to roll for stealth. Sabi! Sabi! Keep your voice down. Stop cluttering your, your hampers. You're hearing like the rattling of, of his shell. Like, Shh! Keep it together. Oh, Dagamo's going to have us for dinner! So whilst you've managed to get in, and you're getting your bearings inside the ship, you notice that there are planks that have been battered open possibly from the shipwreck, perhaps from sharks, and you hear this huffing and puffing from behind you. As you see Sebastian stuck in the hole, he's managed to just get his head and his claws through, and he's stuck and he's panicking, and you see the silhouette again, sort of circling towards the ship again. I do a face claw, instead of a face palm, I do a face claw, and... Sebi... Please, this is not the time. Put me in. Are we joking me around? In. And I start tugging. Okay, give me a, give me an athletics check. With a, with advantage, I'm going to say, because he's trying to shim his way through. Good, because that was a three. That's a bit better. Total of thirteen. So you start pulling and pulling, and Sebastian starts shimming and shimming, and after a what seems like an eternity of, you know, you're pulling and he's pushing himself through, you hear a. As he manages to pop through, and you both sort of tumble and circle through the through the waters, Sebastian getting entangled in your in your cloak. Sebi, my new cloak. Take care. The statuette's starting to sink down as he's let go of it, and you just catch this glimpse of the hunter shark swimming past the very hole that he just popped through. Oh, that, that was very, very close, Sebi. You should lay off the the seaweed. Yes. Uh, my derriere seems to be a little chunkier than I remember. Yes, you've been stuck in that cave far too long. You should get out more. I pick up the mermaid that's floating down. I'll hold on to this for now. It's okay. Are we in a safe place? There's a couple of, uh, as I said before, a couple of planks missing from the side where larger fish could maybe swim through. Perhaps not big enough for a shark, but you get the sensation that you wouldn't want to be seen through there because you, you know the strength of a hunter shark having turned into one hmm. could burst through even if it doesn't fit okay so I want to investigate this ship a bit see where I am see if there's any treasure here okay I roll for investigation then that's a two on my investigation shit okay so as you're quite nervously now quite wary of those open gaps in the ship's hull you're swimming around and you're seeing Large number of crates strewn across the seabed. Again, a couple of coins here and there. This looks to you like it was a merchant ship. You do find, towards the rear of the shipwreck, 
this locked chest sort of staring at you. It's impossible to miss, really. Can I get to it? Yep. Okay, swim up to it. Is it open? No, it's locked. You Can try I? to lift it with your claws. Too heavy. It's pretty heavy, yeah. It's locked. Can I use my claws to unlock it? You're going to try and unlock the the chest and, and crab for? Yeah, with my claws. Are they too big? As you're sort of inspecting this chest, you realize that your claws are way too big to, to fit into this lock. I mean, you're you're bigger than, than shrew in shrew form. You could carry it if you wanted to. I thought you said it was too heavy. No, it's heavy. To pick up. It's heavy and you can pick it up, but it's it's going to be unwieldy as you're swimming. Okay, so can I perhaps open it by breaking the hinges, similar to the one I found before, where it had already had its hinges broken? Perhaps with my claw, clamp down on it and try and break those hinges. So you're trying to clamp down on the hinges, not throw it against the rocks? Yeah, because I don't want to make too much noise. Okay, give me an athletics check then. What are you doing, Shrew? Uh, I'm I'm trying to open this chest here. Do you have a better idea? Well, should we not take it up to the land? Well, I'm afraid if we we get attacked, we won't be able to outswim them all in this massive chest. You're right. And I still haven't found what I came for. Well, you haven't found what you're looking for. No. You still haven't found what you're looking for. No, not yet. Even after four shipwrecks. It doesn't seem so. Hmm. Hold on. 16 total on the athletics. So yeah, I'll say after a little while, you managed to snip through. I'm going to ask you to roll me a dexterity saving through. Oh shit. Ah, I'm just messing with you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the, the, the lid sort of flops open and you find yourself looking at quite a horde here. As you're looking you know, left and right into this chest, you've never seen this much gold in one place. There's well over 100 Electrum pieces here. How much gold is that? Each Electrum is 10 gold. You also notice this black silk pouch. Okay, I want to close it again, can I? Well, you've broken the... There's no hinges on it anymore. So the lid just came off. I can't cover it. It's sort of hanging from the lock. Okay, I can't, like, superficially close it. Like, just like a lid floating on top. No, yeah, you've cut through the, the hinges. Okay. Hmm, in retrospect, this wasn't a good idea. I want to inspect the pouch. You feel that there's six round things inside, and as you open the pouch, you notice that there's six pearls in here. Hmm, pearls. Quite a wealthy merchant ship that you found here. Yes, yes, yes. I wonder if this merchant ship belonged to our friends, the elves. If it did, I must take this back to them. I'm going to leave this here for now. Let, let me investigate the last ship. And we'll come back for this, Sebi. Do you want to stay here, or do you fancy coming along? No, no, uh, safety numbers. Yes, yes, yes. I like your way of thinking. So you guys swim to the final shipwreck. This one you see is called the Orca. This is the one, Sebi. This is the one I came looking for. The Orca. As you're swimming through here, again you're seeing the seabed littered with crates and barrels. You notice a few corpses sort of tied up amongst the wreckage. These look fresher. You notice that a couple of them are wearing the garbs of Neverwinter. And on the seabed, again, you see this chest which has been smashed open and sticking out of which you see what looks like a stick. As you get a little closer, you notice it looks like a wand. And you can see that it's like a double helix carved out of this 
exotic-looking wood, which ends in a fine point and has this brass nubbin, for want of a better word. That is what you're looking at. Yes, yes, this is what I came for, I believe. A wand. But there must be a book around here, too. I want to try and search for the book, too. Yeah, as you're looking and scurrying through the, the wreckage near the chest, you do find a leather-bound book. Hmm, here it is. Is it still intact? Yep. It's not waterlogged. No, it seems absolutely perfect. Another clear sign of magic taking effect. I pick up the book. Yeah, you see that this is... It looks like a spell book to you. Mm-hmm. Does it have a name on it? This book belongs to... No. Nothing. It matches the description that Halia gave you of the wand and the book. Do I recognize the spells on it? You'd have to give me an arcana check. That's a total of 18. It says you're thumbing through the... Or clawing. Perhaps is the better term. Your way for this spell book. Quite the sight to be seen under the sea here. Amidst the shipwreck. This large crab with a moustache. And this purple cloak with feathers. You recognise that one of the spells in here is whole person. A spell that you're familiar with. And the others, whilst perhaps not strictly of the druidic class. As you're proficient in arcana. For the lessons that you've been taught by cinemas. On the ways of magic in the world and the weave. You're able to make sense at least of what the spells do, and you recognize these as Blur, Charm Person, Comprehend Languages, Mage Armor, Sleep, and Spider Climb, in addition to the whole person. Hmm, I wonder what Halia wants to do with these spells. Hmm. Charm Person, Hold Person, Sleep. These seems like subterfuge spells. I wonder if... She's planning a heist of some sort. Hmm. Oh, I, I should be. I should be wary of. Of Halia, I think. I have no idea who you're talking of. It's okay, Sabi. I'm just talking to myself. Well, I. I found what I came for. How's about we go back to the other one, grab the chest, and get the hell out of these treacherous waters? Okay, then. Let's go grab that chest. Keep an eye out for Dagamore. Yes, yes. Don't worry about Dagamore. So you guys go and. Between the two of you, I'm guessing you're sort of like a picnic basket, holding one one side of the chest each. Well, I'm holding... So I got a cape on. I have the mermaid statue on one claw. And I suppose the same claw I can be carrying the wand. Yeah. So my free claw, I'll be holding, like you mentioned, the, the chest as a picnic basket, one of the handles. And I imagine that I would have given the book to Sebi. And he can hold the other handle. And yeah, I'll try to take that up to the cave. Okay, so you, you're, you're holding the chest. You're looking at that hole that you'd come in from. There's no way you're getting out of that hole with the with that chest. You're going to have to go through the larger broken planks of the hull. Yeah, okay, we'll do that. I want to kind of, before I expose myself to the sharks, I want to try and see if I see a shadow, any of the sharks, anything. Sure, give me a perception check then. That's a total of 21 for perception. Okay, so you stick a little crab head through the gap. You start looking and you see about 50-60 feet away. There's three sharks swimming around the shipwrecks, the direction you came from originally. Only 60 feet. I mean, it's safe to say they'd see me if we try and leave. They may do. Okay, time to get crazy. <laughs> time to get crazy. All right, 
I'm gonna tell Sebi, Sebi, do, do one thing. Get all these items and stick them in the chest. There's no need to be carrying everything in our hands. Well, in our claws, if we have a chest to carry it in. Well, we're being a bit foolish there. Why don't you hold on to this? I'm gonna create a little distraction, and when you see an opportune time, make a swim for it. And I'll see you at the cave. With the whole chest? Yes. Can you carry it, or...? I'll say it's probably towards the limit of what Sebi can carry without being encumbered. Okay, so I tell him that. Only if you see the perfect opportunity is to escape. Don't risk it. What's the distraction going to be? You'll see. Well, I'm going to turn into one of them. Oh boy. <laughs> and I turn into a hunter shark, but specifically a female hunter shark. <laughs> A female hunter shark with a red moustache. Yes, I mean, <laughs> yeah, why not? And they swim out very sensually. Well, hello, boys. It is me, Ravenous Rita. <laughs> Ravenous Rita. Oh, I do like myself a good, strong more. What? What are you guys doing here? <laughs> you see their eyes sort of pop out of their heads like like the cartoons. <laughs> they start thrashing towards you, sort of nipping at each other. But Dagomore takes a few now, now, now. chomps at them and there's, they there's, back off. There's enough Rita for everybody. Okay, roll. There's no such thing as roll for seduction, so I'm going to say <laughs> <laughs> roll for. Give me a, give me a charisma check, persuasion with advantage. The stakes are high here. Don't fail me now. I'm going to be shark bait. That's a total of 16. Yeah, he's he's swallowed the hook. Hook bait and all. He's sort of strutting up and flexing his fins. Now, now, a girl needs certain... Je ne sais quoi, certain offerings to be ready for mating. I asked you, and whoever's the fastest, to bring me the most beautiful conch you ever have seen. Whoever comes here first wins... Ravenous Rita. Are you talking to these sharks and, you know, these bubbles are sort of coming out of your mouth. He's looking confused at you. Give me a nature check. Just to remind our listeners, you're a druid with zero in nature. That's a two. <laughs> you don't know what you got yourself into here. You're sort of talking at this shark. He doesn't seem to have any understanding of what you're going on about. Oh dear. You see him sort of thrashing around you. Like I said, like flexing his fins, and he suddenly bites onto your pectoral fin. <laughs> what? Uh, hey, hey, I don't like it rough. Come down, boys. Come down now. Give me a an acrobatics check. 21. Also, while Dagomor bites onto your pectoral fin, he's starting to roll onto his side. You see this clasper. Don't, don't tell me you've looked up mating... <laughs> Hunter well, shark mating this, rituals. This, this is your fault. <laughs> I'd just like to point out what to the you. hell is going on here. So yeah, this is a, an extension of their pelvic fins, which they use to transfer their <laughs> oh, genetic code. Oh my! I, I don't think I'm quite ready for this. Although he's bitten on hard, you you manage to sort of roll out of the way. I want to slap him with my fin, like saying "cheeky boy." Yeah, you manage to do so, and as you you sort of swooshed round him to do this you see that 
Sebastian is going to make a run for it. Go, Sebastian, please. <laughs> Hurry up. He's rolled a bit better now on stealth. So you see him with his chest, which is too heavy for him to swim properly. So he's sort of scuttling across the floor, sort of weaving and dodging the crates and, and barrels, and, uh, you know, bits of bone and skeletons and, and all these things on the, the sea floor. And you sort of see him turn a corner and he's now out of your line of sight. He's behind one of the shipwrecks. So I want to dash off into the opposite direction he went into. So you're going to dash away from Sebastian. Like, if Sebastian is taking the left route back to the cave, I want to take the right route back to the cave. Okay, you can do that. Okay, so I do that. dashing, yeah? Yeah, I want to dash. That's going to take you near the other two sharks. Oh, that was just the more guy. Yeah. Checking me out. Okay. The other two sort of backed off after he sort of chomped at them. All right. But as you're now swimming away, dashing, Dagomor looks a little confused. But the other two sharks dash on after you, as does Dagomor shortly after. We've got a chase on here. <laughs> a saucy chase. Saucy chase. Love chase. The love train. I'm going to ask you to roll for initiative. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Seriously. Wow. Okay. Oh my. Poor Ravenous Rita. Twelve. <laughs> that plus your dexterity? Yeah, maybe? yeah. Okay, twelve. Roll for Dagamore. It's a total of nine. Good. Total of ten. Good. Total of ten again. Yes. Come on. So Ravenous Rita will go first. Yes, I'm dashing out of the water. <laughs> I'm like, uh, you know, Zulanda when in, in that scene where he's just like... And he's basically like gliding over the water as he swims and doing that and so getting the heck out of there. So you're rushing up to the surface and sort of skimming over the top. Yeah, as fast as I can. As I'm doing that, I want to see the distance I am from the causeway or the closest, whatever it is, an island, the causeway, whatever it may be, the closest I can get to land as soon as I can. Okay, yeah, um, that's important to state because... It'd be a few hundred feet to go all the way around back to the cave, but only 50 feet to go through the shipwreck. That's the shortest path through the shipwreck to your side and onto the the rocky shores of the outcrop. I want to do that as quick as I can. Okay, so you, you dart off towards the cliff. I'm going to ask you to give me a survival check as you're speeding off, just to see if you can get your bearings uh, as you're rushing through the shipwreck. Total of five. So you rush your way into the ship, panicking, looking for the for an exit on the other side. You can hear the thrashing of the sharks coming behind you. You've used about 30 feet or so of your movement. Much of it sort of used up, thrashing around inside the, the hull of the sunken ship, trying to find your way out to make your way to the surface and start skimming like scrappy cocoa from you don't mess with the Zohan. You notice this hole in the hull. You're trying to swim through it. It's the only exit you can see. You can see the, the rocks sort of leading up towards the surface. I'm going to ask you to give me either an acrobatics or an athletics check to try and either squeeze through this hole or burst through it as you're dashing away. Total of 13 strength. So yeah, you're able to burst through without any problems, sending bits of the shipwreck splintering. You're now at the surface, sort of gliding over the last 20 feet. You're seeing the, the rocky cliffs coming out of the water and you're now within range that you can sort of leap out and reach onto the rocks. I can get onto the rocks? Yeah. And I still have some movement left? You'll have 10 feet. 
Okay, as I hit the rocks, I want to turn to Shrew and walk that extra 10 feet. Can I do that? Yep. I want to do that. Okay, give me an acrobatics check as you're leaping out of the water and scrambling up the rocks. Yeah, scrambling would be the the word to use here. Total of five. (laughs) So as you burst out of the water, sort of turning back into Shrew as you do, your foot gets caught in this new cloak that you've got and you do literally start scrambling up the rocks, panicking. Looking over your shoulder, you're seeing the fins of these sharks coming behind you. You just manage to pull yourself out. You're scrambling up these ten feet. That's as far as you can get. You're now seeing these sharks sort of circling and snapping out of the water. But you're safe. I move away further from the water. And I just say to myself, Yes, perhaps this isn't a tale that I would be telling my children. Oh no. This I'll keep for me until the day I die. <laughs> You're now at the back of this lighthouse in the rocky outcrop. I want to go towards where I think I should be seeing Sebastian. Sebastian, last you saw him, was scuttling across the, the seabed. Yeah, but he, I imagine he's popping out at some point somewhere. So you're keeping an eye out for him, yeah? Yes, I am. So yeah, sure enough, after a moment or two, you see him emerge from the water, scuttling up towards the cave with his chest in his hands, looking rather nervously over his shoulders as he safely makes it into the cave. Okay, I run towards the cave. Shrew, you made it back. <sighs> yes, yes, me and Sebastian. Everything's good, everything's good. We, we found the treasure, we, we found exactly what we came for, the, the wand and the, and the book, and then some. And yes, the... your, your friend is quite, a, quite the brave chap. Yes, 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 well... I don't want to toot my own horn, but yes, I took on three hunter sharks all by myself. You killed them all? No, no, they're still there, but I I kind of duped them. Yes, duped them. I'm glad you're safe, Shrew. Thank you. Thank you. Um, What's in that chest, then? Well, it's open, right? The chest? Yeah, well, the lid's sort of been... You know, Sebastian's been running (laughs) with this chest, sort of trying to keep the lid and and the chest body together. Okay. Well, uh, all the items we found, uh, electron pieces, a lot of them, around a thousand in gold, just here in this chest. Thousand? Yes, yes. yes. Some very valuable pearls, little statuette of a mermaid, and what we came for, the book. How how are we going to carry all that with us? Well, I was hoping that you, the strong warrior, would would do us a favor. So you want me to carry a broken chest? How? Was it strapped to my back? We need to travel through the Neverwinter Woods and the dangers there. Perhaps you could turn into a horse and we can tie it to you. Hmm. Perhaps we could even ride you. Now, now. That's a lot of weight. Two people and, and a chest. A, and a gnome and a, and a human? Hmm. We'll see, we'll see. I think we should give the conch back to this poor soul here. We've delayed enough. And bring out the conch. You see this ghostly figure reaching her hands out towards it. I pull it back a second. Do you speak? She's just wailing. You hear like these ghostly... Okay, I, I imagine you don't. Oh, hold on. Sebastian. Yes? It's been an absolute pleasure knowing you. If you can't talk after this, just know that I will miss you sorely and I have grown very fond of you. Perhaps we can be friends. Do you want to come with us? Come where? Well, certain doom, but... Back to Fendling, back to where we are staying at the moment. 
I have no idea what Fandolin is. Yes, of course, a crab should stay near the water, but are these waters safe? With all these sharks and all that? Well, it's my home, my natural habitat. Mm. Would you be able to survive outside of the water, outside of the ocean? I don't know, I've never really been outside of the ocean for longer than a few hours at a time. Mm. Well, if you would want to come along, we would be honoured to have you with us. Okay, give me a nature check. 17. You've lived near the the sea long enough between Neverwinter and Leylong, and in in some way the Mere of Deadmen. You know that crabs can survive for some period of time out of the water, as long as the gills are kept moist. But largely speaking, not much longer than 24 hours without being in the, in the water. I mean, Sebastian doesn't know any difference. Who am I kidding? Sebastian, you probably wouldn't fare very well outside of the sea for too long. I, and I would hate for you to to have a bad time because of us. Anyway, it's been an honor, and perhaps we'll see each other sometime. Hmm, I would like that. Hmm. It's good to know you, Shrew. It's good to know you too, dear friend. And I hand the conch back to Wait, the... wait, Shrew. What? Sebastian, did you see any orcs pass through here? Perhaps uh, taking a prisoner, or... I don't know if you know what a prisoner is, but... Perhaps taking somebody uh, against their will. Hmm. Yes, two days ago. Some people came, um, quite strong people. I don't know if they're orcs or, or not, but some people came and, and took away a woman. Yes, they, they, they were dragging a woman off. Did they leave by boat or just up the... They came the same way you did, and he points his claw towards the stairway that you had come down. Mm. Although they didn't, uh, you know, fall off. Okay, so thank you for everything. And I hand the conch back to the ghost. You see a... Uh, Pull it towards her chest. Her expression turned to one of peace. Rest in peace. She seems to close her ghostly eyes and slowly disappears into thin air. The conch landing delicately on the, the floor of this cave. Sebastian's still there, but you see him moving around erratically. Looks a little scared, sort of clipping his his claws as he starts making his way towards the water. I shed a little tear, knowing that he's probably forgotten all that just happened. Well, that was a strange, strange sight. Hmm. Never thought I'd meet a talking crab. Hmm. Neither did I. I pick up the conch and keep it. I'll, I want to remember Sebastian. I'll keep this little memento in honor of him. I think we should uh, rest. It's been a long day. We're we making camp here in the, the cave. Seems like a good place. I don't really fancy going back to the lighthouse myself. Seems that Sebastian wasn't disturbed by the harpies in here either, so... Yeah, it seems as good a place as any. I'll get a fire going. And so, true shrubberies start to settle in. I think that's a good place for us to end tonight's session. And we'll pick up from there next week. But I will ask you to do a little bit of homework from now till then. Ooh. Because when you go to sleep and you rest, you will have leveled up. All right. To level six. Nice. De 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 ding. I don't I don't get much though my proficiency goes up obviously but that's it <laughs> so it's a, it's an easy thing well some extra spells perhaps or spell well, slots well yeah an extra spell level 3 spell slot and I do get a feature that my claw attacks or my bite attacks my attacks when I'm in wild shape they count as magical but obviously so the same as um, yeah I've got the chain already so it's a feature that 
I'm not gonna need. I already have magical attacks. So that that's pretty much it, I think, at, at level 6. But I'll check just in case. Yeah, so make sure to join us next week as Shrew Shrubberies or Bernie's Bonsai's level up. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. It's been a bit of a strange one. Quite bizarre, yeah. Yeah. And uh, a fine example of D&D being impossible to prepare for everything and anything. But if you want to know more, you're going to have to become a Buy Me A Coffee supporter and make sure you, you join us there in one of our membership tiers where you get access to our exclusive Into the Studio episodes where it's a short little podcast episode where we go over the episodes that we've played today. I've realized I've said episode far too many times there. But yeah, join us there and listen in. Listen to us waffle as I'm doing now. Also, don't forget to visit our website, www.i2td.com. You've got the links to all our good stuff there, including our brand spanking new blog. Got a couple of articles up there already and a few more in the pipeline. Yeah, check that out. And if you can, it would help us tremendously if you leave a review and a rating in your podcast player of choice. That helps a lot. So thanks for that. That brings us to today's promo. Well, we're running an ad from Big Campaign Podcast. Hey, everybody. My name is Jeff, and I run the Big Campaign Stories Podcast. Our story focuses on four people working at a repo company, trying to keep afloat among a corporate dystopia and crushing debt. The world is one that we have been playing in and working on for a long time. The current homebrew setting is played with Pathfinder First Edition rules, but with more of a modern feel to it. Think something like Blade Runner or Snow Crash, but with magic. Uh, We try to release every Thursday, and when we cannot, we come up with small side episodes focusing on each character to help expand the world and lore. So, if you like greasy breakfasts, people trying to pay bills, and the occasional Lovecraftian monster, give us a listen. Alright, thanks. So there you have it, Big Campaign Podcast. Uh, They actually have quite a cool website. I was checking out their website. And you can find the whole lore of of the campaign there. The whole lore of the world. And quite a few things it's quite quite involved you know they've, they've got gods they've got a very good artwork as well and i think one of the guys in the actual podcast is the one that draws the artwork so yeah give them a listen i i listened to episode one and i thoroughly enjoyed it so make sure to give them a listen big campaign podcast and today we've had some different music to to that which we normally use it's something that we use really in our private games at least the ones that i do when i dm but until recently, we haven't figured out how we could do it for the podcast because, you know, we do some editing to to make it sound all lovely for you. But today's music has been provided by Sirenscape. We just want to give a big thank you to them for the amazing atmosphere music that they create. If you haven't checked them out, please do so. They've got an awesome app which comes with a number of free soundscapes that you can use and customize and save your settings. It's really easy to use and really lends an atmosphere to to your games. So that brings us to our new segment of the show. The Twitter ask me a question slash send me a challenge. Yeah, well, have, we, have we got a name for it? No, not really. But as we start recording, we send a message on Twitter and ask our followers to ask us any question. We once got a challenge and we thought that was pretty pretty fun. So we also ask if anyone has a challenge for us. And then we answer them near the end of the episode so we're going to go through them we've got a few questions so shout out to all of you that replied so we've got a couple of questions from James Colato 
first does the shrew I like how he says the shrew the shrew the one and only yeah does the shrew have any favorite sausage recipes yeah well i think it's, it's gonna be a bit anticlimactic but i mean sausages with a frying butter skull ranch butter i mean that's uh, that that's where it's at with a little bit of gravy over it, yeah a bit, bit of gravy you know yeah, that's some keep, keep it simple. You're a halfling. Gotta yeah, have some yeah, taters. Yeah, taters, but I mean like the the sausage, just normal sausage, but fried in butter, butter mm. scallop ranch butter. That is. He also asks, have you ever considered becoming a cleric? <laughs> well, it's it's funny because you did mention last episode, I think it was, that you asked me if I was considering. I'm not sure if it was in the buy me a coffee exclusive. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, but you asked me that I was considering multiclassing, and I've never done that. Oh yeah, that's good when you shaved your head. Yeah, yeah. I've never done that, so... And as I was saying before, I don't have much now as a cleric in this level. Nothing new, so maybe... As a druid, you mean, yeah? As a druid, so, so maybe. Multiclass into a cleric, perhaps. Never know. We'll see. Hmm. And how does Shrew feel about long naps in a bath? <laughs> yeah, that's a bit random. Long <laughs> um, <laughs> naps in a bath with water, without water. Well, he hasn't specified. I mean, if it's with water, it's a big no-no because Shrew isn't very tall, so he might drown. You know. <laughs> if it's without water, I mean, there's worse places to to have a napping. Let's yeah, be for sure. Let's be honest. And his last question is: Should one enter what is called a death house? Well, I, I think the death house is quite notorious in the D and D circle, right? Yeah. So, I mean, anything that starts with death, you should not enter. <laughs> I mean, that's common common practice, no? Especially beckoned in by ghostly Ghostly children. apparitions, yeah. Yeah, keep away from it. Death house, death manor, death park. I mean, anything that starts with death is clearly an indication that things are going to go wrong. Yeah. People <laughs> might end up dead in bath terms. <laughs> yeah. Not a... It's in the name. It's on the tin. Yeah, yeah. Does what it says on the tin exactly. there. Also got a question from Valerie. Valerie is more of a dare. She's daring Shrew to create a, an OnlyFans. Um, or, or at least that's what I'm guessing OF stands for. OnlyFans. You, you think there's a market out there for Shrew's halfling feeds pecs? Well, there's a market for everything. Shockingly. So, you know, if there's a market for golden showers, I'm sure, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a market for... Hobbit feet, picks. Hobbit feet, for sure. So that's not a no, Valerie. That's not a no. No, no, it's it's actually a yes. Keep keep <laughs> keep your keep your DMs open. <laughs> and the final question, it's a question for you, Nick. <laughs> Germs asks, why are your eyes looking so dicey? And this is in reference to the image we post together with the with a tweet. Where if you haven't seen it, go, go to our Twitter <laughs> and check it out. Basically, it's me, like, holding some cards and Nick with two dice encrusted in his eyes. It's a it's a pick you shouldn't miss. Yeah, you, you can't tell from the pick, but those are nat 20s. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and those are the, the little red boys that I, I punish often because they roll too high. Well, a funny story, because when I put them on my eyes, they both fell. And would you believe... But they were both at once, once they hit the floor. Yeah, I, I would believe it. You, you roll low when it doesn't count. Yeah. But uh, to answer your question, why are my eyes so dicey? 
because that's how I roll. Ooh. Ooh. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thank you very much for those questions. We'll be posting another tweet next week before we record. So keep thinking of more questions to ask us. Anything you want. Can be personal. Can be about the game. Anything you want. And that leads us now to the end of episode club, Last One Standing, where, as you know, we give out a little code word, which you then insert into a comment section of podcast players, Twitter, our Discord, YouTube, wherever you want, and we'll check them out. And as we always promise, we'll someday read them out and record ourselves reacting. So today's password is ravenous. For ravenous reader exactly I, I got this horrible image of you know reader from the power rangers being all ravenous <laughs> <laughs> yeah and without further ado we'll bid you farewell and hope you join us next time as we delve into the dungeon This, 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 well, shrews balls have dropped. <laughs> yeah. Mmm, shiny. And I use my pincers to crack it open, the chest. I want to pick up whatever's inside. Okay. You find in your claws now nine inch blue quartz dildo. <laughs> <laughs> under the sea, under the sea. It is much better where it is winter. Take it from me. La 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 la. Under the sea, we have the oak. You guys will be taking your watches. Yeah, I got a Casio. A Casio? Yeah, and Fena has a Rolex. Oh. That went straight over the top of my head. Yeah, could, I could see by your <laughs> facial expression. You had no idea what the hell was going on. <gasps>